The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. I'm Stan Lee. I've been writing stories for the young generation for the past 30 years. And in the course of that time, well, I would imagine I receive about two to three hundred fan letters every day, probably as much as the Beatles. I spend most of my time reading the mail and quite a lot of time answering it. During this time, I think I've learned a lot about what young people think. More importantly, I think I've learned a lot about what young people are. Today, we've come to a time in history when there definitely is a generation gap. It seems to us that perhaps anything that can be done to bridge this gap, anything that can be done to help present the point of view of these young people without being patronizing, without hostility, with respect, with attention, would be a very beneficial thing. We think that a voice is needed. Oh sure, they talk a lot, and they yell a lot, and they demand a lot, but so often nobody really listens to them. We're going to try to present a voice that somebody will listen to. The voice is needed. We hope it will be ours. Yappa toy, and welcome once again to It Came From the Radio Leaf, the show The Back Up Alcon. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. We are live on tape at the GHR studio with our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hello, fun seekers. And we have our very own Pronto Comics Dominic Answerman, no, Definition Man, Sperano. Excelsior! And we have our engineer, Fantastic Alex. Ayo! So, obviously, this week, we're going to be talking about uh, Stan Lee, because uh, he recently passed away. Now, quickly, Um, just to to live up to my nickname, Excelsior is two things. It's packing peanuts, to which people... I'm not making that up. (laughs) Wait, whoa, what? The little little white things? The little, yeah, it's called called Excelsior. So, people were constantly asking Stan, why are you constantly referencing packing peanuts? And he's... He's like, no, it's the second definition. It means to go forth boldly. It's an amazing thing, right? <laughs> and they're like, oh, that makes more sense. It's like, yeah, that's why I kept saying Excelsior. It's <laughs> living up to me being definition, man. They had a great uh, picture in the, yeah. uh, I don't know whether it was news or the post, where it was a sky shot of Stan and big Excelsior right under. I mean, how do you not? So anyway. Isn't it also a sword? No. No, like Excalibur. Excalibur. Oh, all right. Psh, I'm dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so we're Aww. we're gonna talk about him, but first uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about we him. have to we have to do we're all the talk we have to him. we have to do the spiel the news. So um, well, there is, is no news. That this is, is the news. That is the news. Well, this uh, is the first and only. It came from the radio. That is completely and totally about the news for a whole hour. Uh, you haven't been around us that long. You've missed out. Um, you actually, Damn, actually, man. you remember we did the Gene That's Wilder. Cool. We, did, we did the Gene Wilder one. Remember that when he had died, and then we were recording, it and we were ahead of ourselves, and we did a whole show about Gene Wilder yeah. when he died because it was a. See now, I wish we had a like timing, the, some yeah. timing my, thing. My things up because I have Gene um, Wilder on there. Oh, so yeah, next week. All right, promise. So first, mm. I want to mention the Patreon. So I want to give a shout out to Danny Grillo, Jared Burrell, Two Sentence Horror, Ryan McDonald's, Bree Nicholas, and Millie Portez. Um, and uh, so yeah, if you want your shout out, you can go to www.patreon.com and uh, go on to the find us on Came From Radio on the search bar, and you can get. Um, a little shout out for a, just for a dollar a month to help us out with the show. Um, we also have other things such as prints, um, stickers, uh, you can be a guest on the show, or for $10,000, <gasps> you can get an get evening right. with our very own Pronto Comics Dominic uh, Definition Man Sperano. Oh. And what do you get for the $10,000, Dominic? Uh, well, it's actually been formulating in my mind. It's only taken me over a year to figure out what we'll be doing. Okay. Uh, aside from going to some of the best comic uh, stores in the city, starting off with Carmine Street Comics, no shout out, you know, no holla for dollar shout, shout out. out no holla for dollar, yeah. Uh, we're going to be going to several different bars in the city, uh, which are going to be fantastic um, if you're over 21. 
Okay. If you're under 21, Chuck E. Cheese all night. Chuck E. Hey, Cheese yeah, all night. Throw, throw a bunch of tokens at you, get a m- bunch of tickets. No Dave and Busters? What is this? Or whatever, Dave and Busters. <laughs> that way I can drink, oh, too. Oh, Chuck E. Cheese and Dave and Busters. You can alternate because yeah. you can only do Chuck E. Cheese so much. That's, that's right. But <laughs> there's several different bars I've had my eye on that we'll be going to. Um, he's actually doing research now. I am. <laughs> I got nothing else to do he's, with my life, He's Mark. ready for this $10,000 to come. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, um, so yeah, I've, I've been working out. All right. So, I've been, I've been, are you been working good. out? I've been working. Oh out. man, I could see it. Man, those I muscles—they look great. <laughs> see, uh, I just remember where the placement is. <laughs> uh, um. So yeah. So <laughs> so we're gonna be. Uh, so yes, yeah, so you can do that for the ten thousand dollars. And I just like to and explain yes. uh, one other factor that is very important yes, for ten thousand dollars. We will fly you into New York, and if you are from New York, we will fly you out of New York and back into it. And you get a hotel yeah, night. Baby. Yeah, hotel That's also. Right. Definitely hotel a hotel cool. is it's yeah. definitely mandatory. <laughs> definitely. Because uh, by the t- if you're over twenty one, by the time you're done with this night, you are you're going to be ossified. You're going to be twenty two. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a time machine. Wobbly, wobbly, wimey. And you're going to wake up, and it's going to be Monday. There you go. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Man, you guys time. love the board. I'm, I'm so, so, I'm so, so happy. Much. I love this board so much. The buttons. Um, re- it's releasing my inner Fred Norris right now. It's amazing. So I'm also uh, I'm required to mention that we are the official the Big Apple Con and the Con Bug Con, the official. Uh, uh, oh, messed that one up. Uh, the next Big Apple Con is uh, going you to be a mistake. <laughs> March it's not like it's your 9th, job or anything, Mark. March 9th and March 10th of uh, 2019. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their headliner is none other than William Shatner. And uh, the Comic Barcon, <laughs> Comic Barcon, it's gonna be a local convention in Long Island at a bar. And the next one is going to be at February second. Oh man, I'm not old maybe. enough to go. No, no I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm over twenty-one, guys. Oh, thank God. Hey, maybe give me ten grand. We'll have a great time. I was actually thinking about it. I was considering giving you ten grand. If Look you had that. ten grand, then there's no reason why these people who are watching us on Facebook can't hear the sound effects now. Yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, do you have something to say? Uh, so yeah, so that's basically what we're going to be <laughs> moving on. We're going to be moving talking on. about Stanley. So let's see. Um, what we should do is we should take the commercial break now and then just go yeah, all baby. Stanley afterwards. So we're ready for our break. Is that what you want to do? That's I mean, what we want to do. Okay. Five minutes in, we're Unless did a break? you actually have a something you wanted to mention? You have your own Jessica Charlie Saladino news before yes, we go. Yes, yes, I do actually. Um, that's me paying we, attention. We're going to be talking about artist and Stanley and everything like that and I just thought it was incredible that I ha- have a favorite artist his name is Richard Rembler and uh, I've I've been following him for a while and this is like what a coincidence um, all of a sudden I, I've, I know his art and I see it on um, on like phone covers and right. stuff like that and I'm saying wow that's Richard's art and I checked it out, and he has, there is a, if you go on uh, rr-rambler.com, that's R-E-M-B-L-I-E-R.com, you could see some of his work, and you can actually buy a uh, phone cover with his great work on it for, um, do you, for do you have one? practically nothing. No, but I put it on our um, Facebook, page. Facebook page, so if you're looking at that, if you're looking at that, that's what it is. He's he's an amazing artist. Go to his website. Go see his work. It's amazing. All right. Yeah. So, right, so, so shout out to Richard Rambler. 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 Yes. That's what I said. Like he rambles on. Rambles on. That's, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, so, so definitely, he is. If you're talking about artists, and we all love yeah. artists, um, we do. He we is. Do, yeah. He's one of one of the good ones. All right. So, so. Wait, you're saying that seven minutes in the show, we're taking a break. Yeah. Are we working what? by union rules? Now? <laughs> <laughs> so I held on to that joke in my head just to say it. Really? Yeah. I was like, ooh, union <laughs> rules. They're gonna make a union joke. Yeah. So watch out. The ACLU is gonna come after you. Yeah. So you yes. gotta watch out for that union label that's so right we're going They're to teamsters we're going yeah. to take our break <laughs> we're going to find out where jimmy hoff is buried yeah we're really? going to take our break we're going to take our break we'll be right back with the game from the radio hi you've heard my voice open and close the show now we want to hear your voice if you have a business or product you can record a commercial here we offer 30 and 60 second spots 
For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hey guys, want to impress everyone at your next party? Shock them all with a custom cake. Anything goes. Classic wedding cakes to wild party themes. Follow my social media for weekly videos and photos. We're a Long Island-based cake shop. Custom Cakes by Christie Incorporated. K-R-I-S-T-Y. Call or text anytime. 631-606-8166. I'm Nathan Booth from Ben Apple TV, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Envoy Comic Distributors, the independent distributor for independent minds. We represent some of the finest small press and self-publishers out there today. To learn more about us and our publishers, search for Envoy Comic Distributors on Facebook. And shop for us online at envoy.storeenvy.com. That's E-N-V-O-Y. Dot S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y dot com. Have a great day. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, lion command it. Hi, everybody. This is Larry Kenny, the voice of lion on Thundercats. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, being along with our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino. I love when a Ray plan Alan comes together. Alex Dominic, <laughs> <laughs> Definition Man, Serrano, and We can fix it in Alex. post, Mark. We can fix it in post. <laughs> our engineer. Um, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to be talking about Stanley, who died this week. Um, we are actually recording this show on the Aww. 14th of November. So, um, yeah, we want to talk about Stanley and all the Stanley stuff I mean there's it's it's kind of endless he's so much of a, of a person personality it would take a whole show to to, yeah. to barely scratch the surface of, 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 of him thank god we have a whole show um so I know it's, it's funny because out of the three, maybe four of us, have never met Stanley, but we've been around him. I mean, we've all shared our Stanley and, story. Yeah, um, I haven't met him, but I was in the same room for a couple of times. Right, and he like materialized right behind me one time, and there was a crowd that phoned around me. I was like, oh, he's right behind me. And then we've seen him over there, and I've seen him over there, and actually, um, I don't know if uh, actually, I don't know if you were around for uh, no. our, our friend of the show from the Hero Envy um, guys who we went to uh, San Diego with. I went to San Diego with them in 2008 and one of the guys there uh, he uh, he actually met and saw Stanley two days before he died. It was John Simono. Yeah. Um, he went over there and he took a picture and I'm gonna s- nah I'm not gonna say that because it's, it's, it's inappropriate to say what I thought when I saw the picture and then he died two days later. So I'll just yeah. Don't you know, say anything. Just, don't, just, yeah. If you don't I'll have just, nice to, something so nice to say, it don't yourself, say. But it was really cool that he managed to go. Uh, it really managed to go that he got to see him, and you know he was there two days beforehand. Um, he was also with Roy Thomas, uh, Stanley's successor, and they had a meeting in there two days before. And and Roy has been quoted as saying that he thinks that Stan knew that he was he was going. Yeah. When, well, he, when he saw him that Saturday. Look, man, you're 95. And that's another thing. We don't even know the cause of death because it's just being the cause 95. The that he's 95. So. It's, um, it's called stop breathing was the cause of <laughs> it's death. It's called you're 95. Like, I know an, I know a guy who's 93, right? Yes. And he, he takes dance lessons at the studio I work at. And he, he talks to the boss all the time. He's like, I'm only buying six lessons at a time. And she's like, why? He's like, I don't know if I'm going to finish the six lessons. I'm 93. Fair enough, fair enough. So uh-huh. like you hit, when you hit your 90s, you're basically playing with house money. You're like ahead of the game, you yeah. know? Well, um, my biggest regret was that we were... Um, he, we were he supposed got sick. to he interview got sick. Stan at the, the uh, Big, Big Apple Con, Con. And he got he, sick. He got sick. And I was looking so forward to that. And I felt bad because he, he fell ill. That was, yeah. And, he, had, uh, um, he had a cancer. I think he had no, no, pneumonia or pneumonia. something like that. Yeah. That was uh, two years ago. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cons ago. yeah. So um, I guess we can we let's start with Charlie because Charlie is the senior correspondent. So did Marvel Comics have an influence on you as you were a youngin, as you were the correspondent back yes. then? 
Well, in in 1960, I was five, and I I was very in. It, you're impressionable with superheroes and everything like that. So, um, like, were you aware that Stan was the man at the time, no, or was it just the comics all. just appeared? I was just aware that these superheroes that I loved. One of my favorites was Spider-Man. These superheroes that were, were brilliant, they were bigger than life, and then all of a sudden it was the Fantastic Four, but in reality, the Fantastic Four was first because they came out in 1960. Right. And uh, But, you know, Marvel Comics, it was uh, loomed large in my legend of uh, growing up uh, because uh, they were j just bigger than life. I, I mean, I, I preferred them more than the DC, even Superman. I mean, right. I like Superman, but everybody else after that, you know. But Marvel, uh, it, it was a big influence on artwork, on everything. I, I just uh, loved everything about it. And what about you, Dominic, oh, as, the, as the next person on the... On, actually, I would be next, and then you're younger than me, and then Fantastic Alice is younger than that, so I guess okay, I so get to thank go. thank you for throwing it to me just to take it away. Well, I, I figure we go in age, and you know, as the years go by... Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to be older than me for today's intents and purposes, you can go. You want to mention your experiences? You know, <laughs> just, just, just. <laughs> All right. So, um, go, Mark. I go. was, uh, I was, a I always wanted to be in comics ever since I was a young kid. Uh, my first television show I remember seeing would be the Incredible Hulk TV series, and that wow. led me to the comics, and that led me to all the stuff um, being a Marvel guy. And then you know DC was obviously prevalent with Superman, Batman, but I was Marvel through and through, and I was a Hulk fan. And I didn't know much about Stan Lee until he started appearing in the cartoons as the voice. This is Stan Lee with um, the Marvel uh, Action Hour with um, the Spider-Man Amazing Friends. He used to be a narrator and announce all the stuff. So I was like, oh, this is the guy who's in charge. He created these things. And he was just, he was just there all the time. And then growing up, and then, you know, you see him, and, and there he is, and, you know, you know people who interact with him. And it's really cool that, that he's he became kind of like, a, I'd say, the, the cool uncle or the cool grandpa. Cool grandpa. Yeah. That, that was, you know, the, 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 the patriarch oh. of the comic book world. I know there's there's the the downside which I want to get to a little bit later, but that was how he impacted my life. There was no downside. <laughs> Dominic, do you want to throw uh, uh, your influence? How you came along into being? What was your influence for Stanley? How did he affect you, if at all? How did Stanley affect me? Uh, basically, in the way that he affected anyone who ever liked comics. You know, like if you if you, if you like comics, you like comics in some way because of Stan Lee. So, what was your first exposure to him? Uh, that's I can't even recall honestly. So he was just I'm not always even there. Try and make up. He, was like, just he was just there. He was just there. He was just there. It's no, just like Stan. I live. I'm of a generation that there was never not a Stan Lee for right. me. Right. Stan Lee was always there. He was the guy, and that you, as you learn more about comics you just learn that Stanley was where it all came from one way or the other despite right. on how you want to you know argue this with yeah. like the creation of books my feeling is this um, Ditko and uh, Ramita Ramita and Kirby Kirby yeah they may have done all the design and they did a lot of the writing through drawing it out they didn't they weren't the ones who came up like I have this idea they weren't Kirby, as far as I know, from all sources that I've ever heard, was never like you know. I have this idea for like this guy when he gets angry, he turns into a big green machine, or uh, this kid that has like uh, uh, is basically a bipolar kid with uh, like sorry, bad bad oh, life. Oh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta have to. Well, we'll, just, yeah, yeah. Right. we'll no, just do something. That's two, with, two times. Wait, we're talking about Stanley. Wait, there's two times on, on, on not, here? Not today's episode, not today. but in, oh, entirely. Oh, okay. It's okay. Uh, I could beep it out. Yeah. Right. But you know, you have a kid who like, has a really, like, you know, a, a good home life, but, like, a bad circumstance. Right. Right? It wasn't Steve Ditko. He's like, I have this idea for this character. It was Stan Lee who had the idea, and Ditko helped bring it to life. So when they got, like... And, and Stanley's always said he was the co-creator. He never said, I created solely alone. I, I think the problem was, um, is that... The 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 the, the pre-internet world needed a figurehead, needed a yeah. guy. Even though, which like we were talking about with uh, the Disney thing, that Walt Disney never actually drew Mickey Mouse. Yeah, but he mm. was the figurehead. He was he was the guy. So that's right. And 
Uh, you know, if, if someone came to me and said, hey, uh, you're going to be the figurehead and you're going to be the guy, I'm like, okay. You know, yeah, it, right. it, back then, it, it wasn't, there wasn't big bags of money that people were hurling around. So it was right. like, sure, why not? That's how most things start. Um, but then as stuff comes along, and then as time comes, he goes, you know, I don't remember because it was such a, a, a coordinated effort that, you know, it's, it's everybody's in a room together and they're saying things. Who's going to remember exactly who said what and when said what? But I can say this with definite with If Stanley wasn't there, purpose. it wouldn't have happened. That's, that's right. Because Marvel, the company, was Stanley. Yeah. So without let's say there wasn't Spider Man or this and that and this, he was the, the, the promoter. He was the he really pushed what was there. So it was a hundred percent team effort right there. Right. So yes, there would still be a Spider Man. But it wouldn't be the Spider-Man that we know. It wouldn't be the multi-billion-dollar company that Disney bought. As I look over your shoulder, I'm looking <laughs> at Spider-Man, by the way. Because it's just, just you know, that's that's how it was back in the day, and that's how it is now. That he was part of it. He was an integral part of it. Well, let me. Spider-Man, let me t- Spider-Man, especially though, if not for, there would not be Spider-Man without Stanley, yeah. and there would not be Fantastic Four without his wife, uh, Stanley's wife, right. uh, Joan, because Joan. that was he was going to quit writing comics. I saw something great <laughs> on Facebook where people, um, I forgot Facebook or Instagram, someone post- posted something amazing that like, oh, he's gonna now he's in heaven and he's gonna be rocking with Ditko and and Kirby again. And he'll see them again, and they're going to make some really cool comics up there. And someone's like, "No, he went. He saw Joni. Yeah, his wife. Yeah, his yeah. wife. He he was deeply in love with that. In fact, yeah, yeah. Once she passed away recently in in 2017, his health started going. Yeah, we you know, and I, rightfully we, so. We, we said that would probably happen. You know, yeah. It, yeah. that's that's just how it happens. Like, yeah. If you're with somebody for you so know, long, you want to know what might have might have ended it? He he missed his, his he missed Joni. Yeah. It's called a broken heart. Yeah. And, so that might be what he died of. Let me tell you, um, to people who are not, are not aware of this, the genius of uh, Stan Lee. And uh, this, is, late, this is a kid which my... Um, my uh what are you guys i don't know but uh, <laughs> my cohorts uh, but, uh they they uh, conspirators they would probably know this better than i would but the thing that's most amazing to me about stan lee and uh, the genius of him is that he comes out of high school and he gets a job in a comic book company i don't know what it was called at the time Timely atlas comics. or time comics timely Time because it came Atlas. After, yes, right. It came. It became Atlas after that. But he be he's there, and the editor in chief of this comic book company either dies or leaves the company, and this kid becomes right. the editor in chief of this company, and he brings it up, and then it becomes Atlas. Com- then he goes into the armed services, mm-hmm. right, and comes back and. All of a sudden, this universe is is created. Uh-huh. Marvel Comics. Yeah. It's created, and, and you're absolutely right about his wife. He was thinking about leaving it. Yeah, she can make some won't make comics the way you want to make yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Do it the, exactly. Do, do it the way, the way you, you want to do it. Do it. Yeah. So I mean, there would also, be no Marvel universe, though, without Stan Lee and, right. and Joni. Yeah. Because yeah. I think there's that's why I think Marvel has had such great... Um, Longevity character, longevity, but ability to transition easier to film, okay. because it all kind of stems from the same person. Yeah. Whereas DC is a patchwork of creators and origin stories, and they kind of had to constantly try and refigure out how to put it together. Right. But for Stan Lee and Marvel, it's like it all came from Stan Lee's brain. Yeah. You know, so it all has, and and that's why everything just fits very neatly and works together cohesively and has been able to tr- um, translate to the movies and TV the same way because yeah. it's all like it all came from him and then it was all continued based off of where he did so it all has one major origin point so fantastic Alex or do you have a Stanley uh, how, how did he influence you if at all because I know you don't really uh, watch too much pop culture yeah so um, it's not I mean for, <laughs> for people that have been listening I was a very very sheltered boy uh, I didn't really listen to a lot of music which is surprising because I'm like a musician now um, I keep I, saying you're Dave Mustaine yeah I didn't really uh, watch a lot of pop culture I kind of just uh, I liked school I liked math I liked science and that, that was 
What the, the hell's that, that, wrong with you? I know, right? What is wrong with me? But that's how I was. Inconceivable. Um, but I did watch movies, and... I, I did, hate that button. <laughs> I do remember one of my favorite movies growing up was actually Spider-Man. And while I didn't know... Thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> thank you. While I didn't you know... You know what's sad is that one of your favorite movies growing up was Spider-Man. Oh, I well, feel so old right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that was yeah. that was one of my favorite movies growing up, and I didn't know who Stan Lee was because, again, not really into right. pop culture. But in that way, he did affect my life because you know he created um, all of the Marvel movies, and I did watch a few of them with my brothers, and you know we shared some good times bonding over those movies. So you know, nice. years later, I'm working here at the Grindhouse, involved in pop culture learning all, who all these people are and you know it's very sad to know that like somebody from you know my childhood when I was starting to get into more pop culture and movies and comic books and things like that is now gone it's it's sad so yes. since you mentioned the the, the, the the Marvel movies we gotta talk about the cameos because that's that was one of the things it became a thing of its own oh you gotta find, was, the, cam- find the stand <laughs> he was the Alfred Hitchcock of the Marvel Marvel universe yeah Yeah. so a little more pronounced when I saw uh, Mallrats which is my favorite of the Kevin Smith trilogy which is Clerks Mallrats and Chasing Amy um, we finally found a movie we both like the fact that they went out of their way it's amazing actually as as a complete side note so then I'm gonna ask you as a Mallrat fan okay do you remember when they were in the elevator when uh-huh. uh, when they were waiting, when um, Brody was waiting for uh, right. Ben Affleck after they had after they were intimate, the uh-huh. the music was playing. Do you recognize that music that was playing, and the elevator music? I do not, Mark. I'm have a life. Little, little trivia: that was the same elevator music from the Blues Brothers when they were in the elevator at the end of the movie. Just a little. Oh. <laughs> we'll my, my life is complete. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so having, so I felt that that movie was the beginning of them really really making Stanley a big deal in the movie world. Okay. Because, you know, he existed, he was there, he popped up every once in a while, I knew he popped up in the trial of the Incredible Hulk as a juror, a little cameo in the background, but for them having a movie about comics and Stanley was in it and he had a crucial part of that movie yeah, yeah, that made the, it a thing and then like hey that's Stan being Stan and he's awesome and then he went off to do other things yeah right yeah yeah so um, I loved how uh, Jason uh, Jason Lee's character kept asking him about superhero private parts <laughs> like it's, like it's your a superhero got... secret yeah that's, that's my best right. Stanley impression I'm ever gonna do um, what's, what's also hilarious was when like so between you and Mick Jagger who had more women oh I'm I'm way ahead. <laughs> so I yeah. thought, and and then of course, as as I mentioned, we all um, we all know people who who've interacted and known him. They yeah. say that the Stanley you saw was the actual guy. It wasn't like a, a facade or, or or a character. That was him when he was on. He was on. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've seen so many pictures of so many people I know in comics that have pictures with Stanley. Yes. Now. Yeah, you know, a lot of them were just photo ops, and him just—he's just sitting there with the same smile, the entire same time. Smile, but so yeah. many people who had just met Stanley. Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate. It's one of my big disappointments in all the conventions that I did. That so I've you never, never actually had to be in, been able to be around him. You never had the this the Stanley right. aura. I I've never had I was in his uh, space. We had. Um, I've been in this space. So well, you was the final frontier. You're lucky, and you're creative, yeah. and you're in comics. So hopefully, all I've that. Told, I think off. I've told the story. So yeah. Like, so, so you can tell your Stanley story. I'll tell my Stanley story. I, I I have two, three Stanley stories. One was like I I just happened to walk past him when he was signing at a booth, and he's like, oh, that's Stanley. Oh, cool. Another time was I actually went went one of the times that he was going to make comics again, and he was working with. Some company and and they had what, the him. DC when he re-envisioned the DC stuff. I read those; those are horrible. <laughs> I did like one. Not, I forget not to which speak one. Ill of the Dead. I forget which one, but there was one that I did enjoy. I just don't remember which one it was. The there well, were two. Must have been really enjoyable. The Batman one was terrible. <laughs> the Superman one it was a good idea, but bad. Though I got to say, the Superman one really um, harkened back to the original idea of how Superman had his powers because of lesser gravity and not because of the yellow sun. So I give him props on that. But the ones that I liked were the Green Lantern and I think the uh, Wonder Woman. But anyway, the the overall arc was 
it, it, the overall arc on that DC uh, Stanley reinvents DC was shows like how kind of dated Stanley's writing was at that point. Yes, because um, it was clearly written almost with a 1960s feeling of a very simplistic. Yes, everything. But anyway, no, he did something where he was working with another independent company. company and I remember reading those comics, and they weren't bad, but someone clearly must have punched up the dialogue for Stan. So that was the second time that I saw Stan Lee, and the, the most fun time I ever saw Stan Lee, it was right after the brand new day storyline debacle that Joe Quesada did. Right. Right. And I went to Cup of Joe at, at this must have been 2007 or 2008, because it was before Pronto Comics started. And Joe Quesada's doing Cup of Joe, and this is before Cup of Joe became a big deal, and people just kind of like meandered in, like, oh, it was Joe Quesada, whoever that guy is, like, you know, I can ask him a question. So, halfway through the QA, out of nowhere, who comes up on stage from behind the screen? There comes Stan Lee, and he comes up and he gives Joe a big hug. Go for it. He gives him a big hug, and he just says, like, I just want to say, I think Joe's doing a great job. I think, I, I love what he's doing. He's great. Basically, he was getting, like, absolution from the Cardinal of Comics, <laughs> Stan Lee, which is sort of interesting because Stan Lee was Jewish. I'm <laughs> using Catholic <laughs> references. But, so he does this, right? And, and he, he walks off, and there's Joe Quesada. The, the air has just been taken out of the room. Quesada's just like, all right, thank you. I don't even know if Quesada knew that was going to happen. If someone's like, go, go, go help <laughs> Joe out. People are going to ask him a lot of questions about Spider-Man. Is he going to crucify him? Um, so anyway, he gets on stage, and then Joe says, like, yeah, yeah, like, Stan calls me every once in a while, like, every three, four months, and he'll, he'll call me, like, Joey, Joey, it's Stanley, as if I don't know who he is. <laughs> Listen, I just read the last three months of Marvel Comics. What the blank is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just love that stuck it that it's stuck in my head for over a decade mm. now. And every, that was a good laugh. Everyone liked that laugh in the room. Everyone thought that was funny. So. As as Stanley stories go, um, I remembered just a couple years ago when they made Captain America a bad guy, and he was a part of Hydra through the entire thing. And we talked about that on the show. Um, you know, everybody went all crazy. Internet went crazy, and they went up to that, that was the internet. Yeah, yeah, and they went up to Stan Lee like, hey, Stan Lee, what do you think about them making Captain America uh, part of Hydra from the beginning? And, you know, and he goes, I want to see how it turns out. That was yeah. it was just so positive. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that was the right answer you should say. Like, let's see how it turns out before you want to yeah. kill the writer. I think, honestly, Stan Lee was the only one who truly understood, like, it's comic books, calm down. <laughs> yeah. Like, this it's is like, how I made a fortune. Calm yourself, it's please. Like William Shan, get a life. <laughs> That's it's very true. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, guys, yeah, chill. Because there's a difference between being a fan and being someone who makes it. And when you make it, you see how the magic right. is made. Yeah. You know how the sausage is made. Yeah. And it's like, you realize it's a business, and it's really not the yeah. end-all and be-all of existence, unlike a, how fanboys treat it's it. It's well, general, a general rule in life. If, you know, you're not sure about, let's see how it goes. Yeah. Let's I, see. Just, yeah, baby. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Not like, I'm not saying this in a Nancy Pelosi way. We <laughs> don't know what it is unless we vote for it. No. I'm saying. <laughs> well, to know it's in the bill, you got to vote for it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I'm just saying that, yeah, that's the way you have to look at life. Let's. Well, we're not too sure of this. Let's see how it goes. If it's bad, we don't do it again. You know, there's yeah. a great clip on um, that circulates Facebook every once in a while of Frank Zappa discussing this. And I don't know if I've ever brought this up. But Frank Peace Zappa... Peace and love. Peace and love. That's Ringo Starr. Yeah, that's close not, enough. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not even close. Pardon us, ladies and gentlemen, I was as we going, have a I brief was going commercial with, interruption I was going as we with kill the, Mark. I was going with the intention <laughs> with the peace and love. Look on. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway... So Frank Zappa was discussing how there, you know, there was a period of time when all the progressive rock and interesting things were coming out in the 60s that it was a bunch of like older cigar chomping guys who said, I don't know, let's put it out, see if anyone yeah, buys it, yeah. we'll figure it out. And then what happened was that they hired a bunch of young kids who could like, you know, get coffee correctly and not screw that up. And then they get up through the chain of command and then eventually they become the guys and they're like, no, I know exactly what people want to hear and they were becoming the arbiter of taste and Frank Zapp said we were better off with the old guys who said I don't know we'll see if it works Yeah. as yeah. opposed to like the young kids who are just like I know 
You know, and that, that's true. Like, you, you really need to let art be thrown at the masses and just see what and, works. And thank God for these people because having said that some of the greatest greatest artists some of the greatest w were created were were put out there for people to see yeah you know it's like just very thank you to those people thank you yeah yeah um just to put it out there go off the board a little um jilly crystal from um cbgb's he mm -hmm. he was the father of of punk rock how did he become the father of that CBGB's was for country bluegrass music that's, that's what, what, it, that's what it meant yeah uh, country bluegrass bar whatever and um, just musicians were coming in because it was on Bleecker Street and uh, you know the Bowery they were coming in with this new sound and he would sit there and he'd listen to it and he'd say and they got something Right. But he didn't know what it was, but he put him on. He put him on stage and talking yeah. heads and all all your your top notch uh, punk bands were were discovered because he had the good grace not to say, oh, this is this, and it got something. Yeah. See how Do you think we'll ever get back to that? Because currently we're definitely. In well, a, the pendulum has swung one no. way and it's swung the other way. I'll, I'll tell you, not. I'll I'll tell you not why we're not going to happen because we have too many people with their too much money's involved now. Too right? many right, and too That's many right. people have these yeah. opinions that it's their way or no way, and mm. and it's it's like, you know. Give it a shot. Give it a chance, you know? And, uh, yeah. you know, that's why it's not going to happen. That, I, I'm just wondering if anyone would ever be smart enough to go, like, let's see. Let's, let's see. see. I don't know. Let's see. Certainly, yeah. like, the reason why we have all these remakes, which is a topic we've discussed yeah. many times, and all yeah. these, like, you know, bringbacks, is yeah. because we have these people that are afraid of losing their jobs and just, like, going with what's safe. Yeah. No one's willing to do anything experimental anymore. Well, mm -hmm. well, considering, no. I mean, people can make music in their, you know, living room now, like, I mean... Yeah. Everyone's Listen, just putting out whatever they want, to they be perfectly I honest. Make, I can make music right now. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, wow. I hear what you said, but like, there's so straight, much technology that um, yeah. you don't need anyone. No, you really. don't. The, straight the, out of Levittown. That's right. <laughs> that needs to be a band. Yeah. You know, the thing is now I'm that just like, saying, if you guys you have enough musical people here, you can just make a band. Yeah. There that's you me. Go. Brimstone, straight out of Levittown. There we go. Can Brimstone rap. Yeah. Um. He can kind of rap actually a little bit. See, there a little you go. bit. There you go. But right. yeah, no, it's not going to happen because uh, what is it? Everyone's producing their own music, and then if you try to take it to like a record label, they'll be like, "No, we're going to well, go with what's safe." Well, so, that's why yeah. record labels are dead. Yeah, that's why people publish their own uh, music now. Uh, unfortunately, though, in order to make it big, you need a record label behind you. M m 99% of the time well, because they have the money to promote you and put you on tour. Right. That's that's where the problem is. Now, the problem is reaching yeah. the masses and no, you right. need money unfortunately to but reach you know the masses. Who, you know who really had a good uh, way of reaching the masses? Who? Stan Lee. You're right, he did. There you go. He grew up in a different time. Getting back that's what we that call that a tummy. segue, kids. Yes. Mr. Segway. Thank there you. you go. Getting Bring back on that on that uh, line, um, I remember the first time Marvel Comics came on with a cartoon. It was the seventies, and um, and uh, yeah, and they had every cartoon was a different. They featured a different Marvel Comics superhero. Oh my god! <laughs> and what they did because I've been in the TV business, so I know exactly what they did. They used. Tell me, what did they do? I'm going to tell. Glad you asked. Uh, they used a animation <laughs> animation stand. Okay. More than animation, because they would have a couple of scenes where you would see like Iron Man's, you know, like moving a little, and then all the action scene was done on an animation stand. In other words, the camera moves. Uh -huh. And what you see is him swooping in and the camera moves like he's swooping. Oh, okay. So it was more still photography and animation stand than animation. and But I was totally happy with that because I loved all the Marvel superheroes. And then, of course, right after that, Spider-Man came out, the, the animated series with the Manhattan Transfer. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's right. And so uh, that was the early days of Marvel coming into the masses, if you want to say. It's the masses. Do the, masses. the masses. So speaking of those, those Marvel episodes, um, 
um, I remember when I was a youngin, um, they used to air the 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 cliffhangers every single day for the for the for the for the show. Yeah. You know, it was like a couple minute uh, entry, and yeah. it was a cliffhanger. And then you had to well, come back the next day. That's and what I we call was marketing. And I was gonna go on a vacation uh. to Puerto Rico. On, on on the weekend and they had aired an episode yeah, and there was no way to record it they back had, in the day they, they aired an episode <laughs> where uh, Tony Stark kids, how lucky you are where Tony mm -hmm. Stark was in a fire in a car crash yeah and to this day I still don't know how he got out of that uh, he, he jumped lived. he jumped out <laughs> he, he jumped out what they didn't show you is him jumping out before the car crash but I of course now, I'm telling you how That's, it happened alright but of course I, I as a youngin I called the studio <laughs> <laughs> I called up the station like, hey, can you play that, you know, when I get back? And they're like, no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you get nothing. But, you know, back then you could call the station, and that's what yeah. I did. But, yeah. yeah, how about that? That Well, it was such. <laughs> back in the day, you could, if you had a program you liked, you write to the station, and you say, I love this program. All of a sudden, next they would, two they months, you, more, get, yeah. you get pictures and everything of, <laughs> of the, now the you stars. Say, now you send out angry tweets. Yeah, now you yeah. send something yeah. like that out. Mm. They won't even open the letter because yeah. it's not typed that's right you know but uh so um also i want to mention please stripperella does anybody remember stripperella stan lee co-created stripperella no <laughs> i don't remember I, I that do was remember that was a uh, pamela anderson's uh cartoon superhero cartoon based on her she voiced <laughs> on yeah. spike tv yeah yeah and it was uh, co-created by Stan Lee and Pamela Anderson. What was that movie she was... The movie Barbarella. Barb Wire. No, no, oh, Barb Wire. Bar 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 yeah. No, Barbarella is a whole yeah. other story. Yeah. Barbarella. <laughs> Barbarella had, like, single-handedly brought a generation of men into puberty. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that song, who could... Barbarella Psychedella. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, w I wanted to just slap the guy who wrote that thing. And I'm not a violent person by nature. So By nature, but when necessary. <laughs> But out of this office, yes. Yes. <laughs> so were you a fan of uh, Stripperella there, uh, Dominic? Uh, I was a fan of the idea of Stripperella. There we I go. I would say I actually you watched You can show it. it to Charlie and the Facebook Live people. Oh, my God. I, I, was I, did not, I did not even yeah. know that it was existed. Funny. It was a thing. It was funny. I thought it, it was, was funny. funny. It was entertaining. And I thought that was a, a good collaboration of what she brought to the table and what he brought to the table. And, <laughs> I know, and everyone can I see what, what she, she brought, brought to the table. table. We know what she brought to the table. <laughs> Hey, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uncensored Spike <laughs> DVD. I've never heard of. I've never heard of this. I've never seen this. Well, but this is, so learn, this is kid. something I might need to check it, out. It was. It was funny. I gotta say, it was funny. Was it really funny? Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was funny. But. Uh, we're laughing more about <laughs> Stan Lee than yeah. I thought we were going to today. Yeah. Way to make the show fun, Mark. Of course, that's well, part of my job. You know what? And that's and that's... he was positive. That's the thing. He was a very positive. Stan Lee person. would want us to have fun on the show. He that's wouldn't right, want us sad. That's right, it's, true believer. It's, you know what? It's um, it's good to celebrate a guy's life, and this is what we're doing. And and to remember the the fun times is what you got to do. Right. You yeah. Know? So, so we yeah. we never got to the cameos. Do you have a favorite? cameo that he did in the Marvel movies or no. any it ain't nothing no I, I just like um, the mailman in the Fantastic Four that was a good oh, one was a Tony good Stank one. <laughs> <laughs> what what yeah. is this so in um, Civil War okay uh, Stanley had his cameo as a mail delivery man, and he was sent uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, so, was, no, I, well, I mean, he did mail delivery in Fantastic Four as Willie Lumpkin. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, "Good to see you again, Mr. Richards. Here's your mail." At, at, but, that, but you're talking about the Tony Stank one, right? No, no, he's talking well, about the, I know talking he's about talking the about Tony Stank. Stank. All right, all right. So, so let's let me put it in order. Um, the one that uh, Charlie is uh, when he played the the mailman, which was Willie Lumpkin, a character that he created. So he portrayed a character that he created who was in the comic books uh, yeah. as the Fantastic Four's mailman who um, yeah. was always just there as a character. Just saying hi. You know, yeah, hi. saying hi is just a regular guy. Okay. And he always said that he would lend his 
superpowers that he was able to wiggle his ears. That was his uh, his claim to, to superpowers. Ooh, did in Stanley the wiggle his ears? He no, did not. He didn't wiggle his ears. Aww. But but in the in that he played that character, which is kind of cool. If you play yourself as a character you created, right. that's many levels of meta as we were talking that, about. Yeah, and we how, talked about that and too. how awesome that is. Yeah. Inconceivable. So, but the other one I'm talking about was the one in uh, Civil War, where he also played a, a, a delivery man, and he was bringing Tony Stark a package which was sent by Captain America of a cell phone and he was looking for uh, Tony and he read it uh, Tony, Tony Stank, Stank. No. okay uh, okay that's yeah, yeah. See, I, I like that one see I thought you were saying that he played a character called oh, Tony Stank, Stank and I was <laughs> like wow what a way to make fun of your like that's that's awesome that like that cool. that would have been hysterical like hey yeah. guys Tony Stank here <laughs> or, or not not in that one in another one that would have been his name Tony Stank and um so do you have a favorite uh, cameo? Uh, I got a couple. I, I have one with your favorite guy, Lou Ferrigno. Uh, when he came oh. walking out. And they were talking about how like this, this building need needs way more security. That I thought was pretty funny. I actually like one of the latest ones that he did um, where he was hanging around the Watchers. Oh, wait, yes. guys, I got more stories to tell you. I have more. Wait, where are you going? Like, that was, I think, they tried to tie it in, that too. He that was the same guy in he's all... He's the same guy, and he's a yeah. Watcher, essentially. He's the Watcher. So for those of you who do not know, the Watchers are a race of alien beings. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> but you know what, actually? Do, there you was got, do you know what a Watcher is? Yes. Do you know what a Watcher is, Fantastic Alex? No. (laughs) 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 What is a watcher? Definition man. Definition man. A watcher was a race of beings that just watched all the most important historical moments in the universe, in Marvel Universe. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And I say this because... I don't want him to say it. He does it in a weird way. But <laughs> basically, it's just, uh, it's the, with your official voice and everything like That's that. the executive. You can say. Uh, uh, <laughs> just, just, uh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Where, where are we going with it? Oh, you know yeah, what? Your you favorite. Know what my, my favorite yes. all-time cameo might be, though? What? It was the end of the 90s uh, Spider-Man cartoon. And they had Spider-Man meet Stan Lee. Yes. And it, Stan Lee voiced it. And he's like, I've been writing about you for years. <laughs> and what they postulated was that all of the different versions of Spider-Man that they showed were all from, like, different dimensions. And that this dimension, Spider-Man is just a fictional character. But in actuality, he might be real somewhere else. Right. Which is actually possible. You don't know. You know, considering multiverse stuff. There you, there you go. So, um, you know what I, I would love to see them do? And normally I don't love to see them do this anyway. But in honor of Stanley, every other Marvel, Marvel movie that comes out, in some way, they should have him. <laughs> but they probably do because they've been hinting at that they had filmed, filmed a couple of them, a couple of his cameos, cameos beforehand for years to come. Because they're like, hey, he's ninety something. He, yeah. he's not going to be here much longer. Oh my god! Yeah. So his cameos have been filmed for like the next like several iterations wow. of which, Marvel which will, movies. And God's honest truth, in the words of Johnny Carson, I did not know that. Well, thanks for paying attention because we reported on the news on our very own I show. Don't listen to this show. On. But I do actually, the show. Damn it, it, I don't listen to it. It actually brings up a point that I was going to make that, that um, I don't seeing... listen to the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Does so... anybody listen to the show? No, I'm kidding. No. When... <laughs> anybody remember laughter? When? Yeah. Um... Well, if you are listening to the show, don't forget you can give us ten thousand dollars on Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we um, when <laughs> when uh, Leonard Nimoy had passed away. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was uh, catching up on episodes of Fringe. So he had passed away, and then I was watching episodes of Fringe, which I did not know that he was a guest star on. So actually seeing him after he had died, but, you know, on, on a television show was like a little bonus. Yeah. So anything that we're going to get, any anything that he's filmed now, when you yeah. see it, it's going to be like a little a little bonus, a little, hey, a little, 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 little treat for you fans that he's still out there some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's weird about that? You can do tell it. In, me, tell you, me what's I'm going to tell you. Thank you. You can gonna do CGI it. Him? No, you can do it in a weird they way. They do it, Grand Moff Tarkin. But you can do it as Dom says. That I think that's brilliant. But there's a commercial that bothers the hell out of me. They have Jimmy Dean, who passed away oh, years yeah. ago, doing his sausage commercials. Right, right. And I'm like. I am. I'm sitting there going. Am I Isn't the only just, one knows he's dead? Uh, do you remember <laughs> with uh, um, 
Frank Sinatra, not Frank Sinatra, the dancer, Gene Kelly and the, yeah. and the Dust Broom that they made a big thing out of yeah, that yeah. back back when they started doing the reusing of old footage right. for yeah. selling they products. They did that a couple times. They did that with, they've done that with Jimmy Dean. At least Jimmy Dean was just like his voice and a picture yeah. of him. Yeah. So it's like, all right. But like when they did, they brought back John Wayne a couple of times for yeah. like Budweiser commercials, like, that's my beer, Sergeant. Yeah. yeah. And they use that. Um, they're even doing this thing now. It's at the Tilla Center. Um, not to give him a free shout out, um, but they're doing Roy Orbison Roy as Orbison. a hologram. Yeah. He's come back. It's like yeah. shout out to Roy no What's this Disneyland meets rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, little yeah. creepy. No. It's like the whole, so it's a little it, weird. But it is arguably possible that somebody will do a CGI. Stan Lee. Lee. Oh, not arguably. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's going. But I think in that way, it's a good to pay homage. Yeah, that's him in the movie. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. You know, that's, so, that's... so like uh, with um, Carrie Fisher and uh, the Rogue One when they CGI'd her for a younger right, version of right. her. Right. I mean, that's like, you know, that I'm fine with because it's Stan Lee in the stuff that he's created and, you know, uh, been a part of. So I, I did want to mention my one of my favorite Stan Lee cameos was like, when <laughs> in um, the Fantastic Four Part 2. But... D- um, he played himself because he was. They were doing the wedding of Reed Richards and Sue Storms, right, right, right. and he went there and he wasn't allowed in. Right. And he was like, "I introduced him," so that was we was like many levels of meta jokes because a he created Fantastic Four, b he was and he wrote the issue where they did get married, and c in that very same issue of where they got married, he was not allowed. Him and Jack Kirby were not allowed into the chapel because they created him, they introduced him, but they wouldn't let him in. So it was a, it was a joke and a joke and a joke. I was I was wondering where that was in because I remember that and yeah. I didn't know so I kept my match up. But thank you for uh, there you go. bringing that into the light. I also love that he uh, actually married Spider Man and Mary Jane at uh, Shea Stadium. Yes, <clears throat> yes, I remember that. Yes, yeah. I mean, how do you not? And and so like I said, he he was a very positive person, and yep. I he, think that was also part of his charm and his showmanship that he was such a positive. Because if you think about it, he created uh, Marvel. When he was like in his forties, yeah, that's like that's crazy. You know what Stanley? Uh-huh. You know what Stanley was filled with? Peace and love, <laughs> peace and love. That's what he was filled with. It's 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 such an amazing thing, and it's in his inspiration. Well, to they say anybody. life begins at forty. How's life starting for you, Mark? <laughs> it's it's inspiration for everybody that even people out there who are of age of a certain age that can still do. Well, and this can still make a difference, and can still yeah, bring um, all that positivity out there at this far you know, into your life. You know, you youngins make <laughs> me laugh because at any age, you can you can just learn new stuff. You can do new things. You can. There's no stipulation if you're a certain age that it's over. You know, and, I mean, it's and yeah. Oh, excuse me, that was my zipper. It just broke. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. This, 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 this no, recording's taking a turn. It's like you know, someday you guys <laughs> will be up there, and then you'll realize, yeah, I still feel like I'm 19. So, it's it's always discovering new. You're things. not 19. And it's thank you. <laughs> this is why I like this guy. <laughs> so anyway, but that's that's it. You're you're never too old to learn new things to accomplish new things so shut up the both of you <laughs> so shut up so shut up <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, one of the last things that Stanley did was um, what well, was produced uh, he made a he wrote a poem a uh, hundred years ago really and um, our friend Mariano Nicesia I hope I pronounced that name right I probably didn't um, they, they did the uh, Stanley's God Woke which was out in 2016, which was a story written by Fabian Nicesia about that poem expanded to a story about what if uh, um, God came down to the earth and saw the world. So it was a really big thing oh, that, yeah. that, the, that he did also. So he was still <laughs> working and creating. <laughs> he was working and creating all the way, you know, in, in his... 80s and 90s he was yeah. still out there making and creating not as much as he did back in the day and oh, I, slow I, down a bit. I, I will I will oh, I've, I've been saying this for years that the reason why there was so much creativity back in the 60s was because of all the drugs that was done because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh my who God. would think of this stuff like you right now you can't think of something that hasn't been thought of yet because it hasn't been thought of no. yet but back then they were doing just that 
Crazy <laughs> man. <laughs> they they were doing it's all like, that stuff back then. Like, oh, what is this thing? What is yeah, that well, thing? Well, there's the, a lot the, of people who didn't do drugs. The back newest then. thing back, the newest thing now <laughs> that people think of, which yeah. is still about 20 years old, is nanotechnology. That's like the newest thing in, in creative writing that comes out if you think about it like what other new stuff has come out that hasn't been rehashed or reformed in some way well, beyond right, the now technology let's, let's all take a moment and think about it <laughs> okay yeah, no, I got yeah. yeah I got nothing yeah see <laughs> so it was all the drugs well, so Stan and Jack and oh doing drugs do you really think Stan Lee was doing drugs I Actually, don't think so I don't, I don't think, think so. so man I really don't think so I don't know I, you know what I think it's believable. I yeah. think that he just had that creative mind and he saw things Differently, as as someone else in this room also does. Stop! 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 <laughs> I'm just I'm just, just saying. Just Are you talking about me? <laughs> Thank yes, you. Yes, I'm talking about yeah. Fantastic Alex well, and his also, ability. Also, also, real things. talk. I I think most people. I think it's like eighty percent of people have like smoked once in their life, and I'm not talking about cigarettes. So probably did <laughs> something. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Let me so tell you something. Yes, you, you were there. Let me, you were there. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Now, um, let me tell you something. This gentleman by the name of Berlioz, who lived What's in... What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Berlioz? So. Uh, yeah, he lived yeah, yeah. In, the, uh, in the 1800s. This man, I may be wrong, but this man tried to off himself with... Um, heroin or, or a drug back then and he didn't take enough <laughs> and uh, he, he came out yeah and he came out of it and he was a musician he wrote a symphony that is world famous it's called symphony fantastique and it's <gasps> all about it's all about his trip symphony fantastique i love that one yeah. actually. Oh, see? i, I, I actually so do love that it, one in it he has different variations of his trip through the instruments and so you talk about the 60s they've been doing that way <laughs> way yeah. back well I don't think Stan Lee did heroin but <laughs> I'm pretty certain he did it we're, we're, I, yeah we can we can report that yeah. went, this went from a tribute to like a horrible accusational thing <laughs> I think I think all the people on Madison Avenue would have the commercials I see are still doing drugs <laughs> yeah so seriously. we have less than five minutes to go so final Aww. final thoughts Charlie final thought on Stanley. I mean he he is a genius he will always be a genius um, his work is going to be there for for decades uh, to come and uh, people who who are going to get inspiration from him are also going to carry it on and he's he's amazing and uh, we'll miss him but he'll always be there Okay. Fantastic, Alice. You have any final thought on Stan Lee, the man, the myth, the legend? He was probably one of the best creators, just of you know, just our, really everyone's generation because he spanned many generations. There were so many things that he had a hand and a part of. Uh, he touched so many people's lives, and he's just gonna be missed by everybody. Dominic, you have a final thought for us? Yes. Um Excelsior, and if you can, hug a comic book creator and possibly your mother. So, my final thought is... And if your mom's a comic book creator, hug her twice. Oh, yes. that's a nice one. Uh, doesn't get a clap? Or even you don't if want she likes your books. I want that to, to just oh, ruminate right. and, and just permeate for a while there. So, my final thought is this. Um, Stan Lee, even though... Oh, I didn't get to say my, my Stan Lee story. Um, so go 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 go. <laughs> so I was there at a comic book convention. I was there talking to my friend Dave Ryan, who's been a guest on the show, and I was at his table. And um, then all of a sudden, there was a crowd that that formed around me, and I was wondering why there was stormtroopers and people just like forming. Like, what's going on here? And I turn around, and he's right behind me. He's Stanley. He just and he just exudes his awesomeness. I, I he exudes his awesomeness. I don't know. Um, I don't want to shoot down your uh, plane, but you said that at the beginning of the show. I didn't say. I didn't yeah, say my yeah, Stanley yeah, story. Yeah, you did. I didn't say my Stan Lee story. Yeah, yeah you did. You said he was Wait, right which, behind. Which one was it? Was it the one where he like appeared right behind you, just like? <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, maybe someone in this room is also because doing I some wasn't drugs. paying attention just now, and I remember that story. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe somebody is doing some drugs in this room after all. Um, so my final thought. So go with the B plan on your final thought. So my final thought is this. Um, yeah, baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> as we run the show off the rails. <laughs> there will be <laughs> a, been off the rails. <laughs> there will be a, not another Stanley ever no. in his in in our lifetime and no. in a future generation. Uh, no. He, along with other people, you know, because it, it, you have to give credit where credit is due. If, if it wasn't for him, there would not be Marvel. But it was a collaborative effort. So without Stanley and the other people that that brought this together none of us would be where we are right now. Well, there would not be as much conflicts. We would not be talking about the independence. Everything we do is because of, of what Stan brought to the table. Let's put it this way real quick. Okay, Ditko, Kirby, they all had careers. They were all also in their 40s. Right. N nothing put them on the map until Stan Lee entered their lives. Right. So he... he it was all... I'm going to yeah. say it was It was all Stanley that made Marvel what it is right now. And yeah. well, we are eternally grateful to that. And, you know, just keep on enjoying it. Try to be positive. Enjoy what he put out there. Go read the old stuff, which he wrote. And, and look forward for those uh, those cameos that are going to be down the line. And, and, and that's it. So Yeah, baby! And everybody watch Stripperella. <laughs> so, so that about does it for this week on the Came from the Radio. Does it really, Mom? Uh, join us right here any week on this radio station. If you missed any part of this show, tough. Go to our website www.camefromtheradio.com. See our archives in a week or so. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We have a YouTube page, uh, or just it, Google. It came from the radio, and we will see you uh, next week. Thank goodness. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.